Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma and Brian E. Roach. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. My name's Joe Kuzma, and joining me here for a little pre-game look at week 15 of the NFL season, one Mr. Brian E. Roach. Brian, week 15, bud. Week, week 15, we wait all year to get football, and now it's almost over. It's almost taken from us, and it almost it's feels like me sad. It should. We need to do one of those those uh, direct TV commercials where it's like, wait until you know a Monday in Buffalo is just a cold Monday in Buffalo or whatever it is. <laughs> I actually like that because the guy's like shirtless and he's waiting at a bus stop and it's like covered in snow. It's very um, for anybody who has um, been to Buffalo, very accurate. That looked like Buffalo in like June. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, little side note to start the show. We had a lot of people with a lot of opinions uh, like the last one. So if you're, if this is like your second time joining in on us after subscribing, welcome. Sometimes we have some banter to start the show. The start, start. I can't talk. I'm talking like Sean Connery, uh, and that isn't how he talks. Uh, no. But, uh, you know, anyways, um, Sean Connery just sticks in my head. The Finding Forrester, that movie. Where he had like you know he's like you're the you dog can, man you're yeah, the man yeah down, he's like you dog. can do, you can do it dog it's <laughs> like that just isn't uh, that doesn't befitting of Sean Connery but I was gonna say like up in wait, Buffalo wait, wait, wait like, here you go yeah you're the man now dog oh that's that was pretty good I'm sure mine was terrible but I don't I, that's not what I'm here for <laughs> do impressions I got some but I'll save them for another time I was thinking though with Buffalo and the snow and stuff like that it was like. Just having a swimming pool living in Ohio was like, eh, I could use it like two and a half months out of the year. Like people who live in like Buffalo or Canada, uh, unless you have like an indoor pool, which would mean probably that you're rich. <laughs> like do people own swimming pools? Someone get back to us. Cause there's probably somebody that's like an upstate New York. That's a Steelers fan watching or listening to us. Sure get back to us. And like, they use it, you know, if they have well, a heater. Yeah, they use it. Now, on the contrary, I had family in Texas, Plano area, Dallas, right? And they were using that pool like 10, 11 months out of the year because they had a heater too, but it didn't matter when it was like, you could just jump in there anytime. It was like 55 degrees and they had the heat thing going. Right, the only, a lot more the only problem with that is you, you have to be in Texas. Yeah, well, I don't have a problem with Texas. I just have a problem I with have. them cowboys. <laughs> I have a problem with Texas. I don't like Texas. <laughs> hey, we got plenty of problems. Speaking of like- Hot as hell in Texas. Yeah. I don't like- well, the Colts are kind of cowboy-ish related. They got the little horseshoe thing going. They got the white helmets. They have the... I wonder if they're going to pull out those, like, ridiculous... The Colts are what the cowboys sit on. Oh, that's probably... <laughs> I don't know. Forget it. Never mind. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out here, after... How do we follow up the last show? We talked about a lot. It was two hours almost worth of content. Maybe the longest show that we've ever produced here with Steel City Underground. Because there were a lot of things to say. As we head into Saturday, now, programming note, folks, usually I have like the little map from 506 Sports that I pull up, and it shows you where the game's going to be and, and good stuff like that, right? Um, this is a primetime game, but you got to have the NFL Network if you're going to want to watch it. So 
uh, I think maybe locally, let's see, is the game on, uh, it is on KDK Pittsburgh channel two. If you do get that via the rabbit ears or from your whatever provider in that area. Uh, but there is maybe potential of a blackout too, which st streaming rules get real goofy. I remember the one Christmas about five years ago, there was a NFL network game and I think it was like blacked out and you had to have NFL networks vice versa. So anyways, just keep that in mind. 4:30 Saturday, Lucas oil stadium, Indianapolis, Indiana, Indianapolis Colts, Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, let me see. I'm missing some things. Both teams are seven and six Steelers are currently sitting in the sixth seed of seven spots for the AFC playoff picture by some virtue of the football gods. They are still a part of this with, you know, hell freezing over in the Cleveland Browns ahead of them in this pecking order for the other wild card spot right now. And for a quick minute before some of those later results were in on Sunday, the Bengals had snuck back into this picture as well. So the Steelers are in must win territory with a crew that looks like they could do anything but register a dub. Is there any hope for this team Saturday? Do you? Let's start with the very obvious, Brian. Do you believe that Mitchell Trubisky can get this job done? Or even better yet, Mike Tomlin went on his press conference and he said he felt that, you know, a full week of preparation would be better for Mitchell Trubisky. And he got better as the game went on, are you buying or selling? <laughs> I'm selling big time on that. Uh, he got better as the game went on because the Patriots didn't play the same way. Um, but no, well, I, I disagree. Did he really get be better? He missed George Pickens. He, he had that deep well, throw. Get... Those plays were... And they had, did you see Brian Baldy's, Brian Baldinger's breakdown of the film? Uh, they cleared out and they had the underneath route. And they had the over the top route and guys were like running free and just pff, missed them. Oh, let me, let me go for it. Yeah. No, I don't, I, I don't, you know what? I've blacked out. I've, I've, I've blocked out the whole last two weeks. I'm not talking about it anymore um, <laughs> because it's so horrific. Okay. Do I think that our boy Mitch has a chance to win? Now, I, I will tell you that before I watched portions of the Colts game last weekend, I would have said, no, he has zero chance. After watching the Colts game, I still don't think Mitch Trubisky has any chance at all of winning this game, but the Steelers do if they can run the ball. That is a very good and astute. Goodbye, folks. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> That's pretty much where I'm at. Man, the Bengals just laid 34 points on the Colts. Now, that was in Cincinnati. I don't think the home field means much with these two teams. You've got Gardner Minshew, who, for all intents and purposes, is a backup quarterback in the NFL. He is the starter. Obviously, Anthony Richardson, who was selected fourth overall in this year's draft, got hurt earlier in the year. They've had mixed success the Colts have with um, Gardner Minshew 2,524 yards and 11 touchdowns on the season with his leading receiver nearly at a thousand Michael Pittman Jr. has been coming along uh, we know that Michael Pittman name the senior anyways and uh, Minshew let me see I had some numbers for Minshew he's been sacked three times in each of the last uh, two games they squeaked out the uh, one of these two games overtime victory against division opponent Tennessee Titans 
31-28. That's what made you kind of feel they were on a four-game win streak, actually, at one point, having beat the Carolina Panthers, the worst team in football, having beat another worst team in football, the Steelers couldn't the New England Patriots, the reason why we felt that this season was lost and completely and utterly hopeless. They beat a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that wasn't very good, and we never felt that the Titans were very good, and they had lost to the Steelers earlier this year. Anyways, but they lose to Jake Browning and a Bengals team that's coming on in – Maybe it's system, maybe it's scheme, but it doesn't seem like the Steelers have either of those two things working in their favor either. But still, it did not look very um, very enticing uh, for the Colts. You have um, Minshew has thrown three picks in each of the last four, well, in the last four games, to three touchdowns to four interceptions. He's kind of, um, they rely on him maybe a little too much or when they do. It doesn't work out for them. And right now they're down Jonathan Taylor, who just had some type of surgery or whatever, and is out for Zach Moss. Zach Moss has shown to be a capable running back earlier this year. Uh, Zach Moss, I don't think, did much last week. But let me pull this up real quick just as a comparison. Because I do think the Steelers' defense, especially if they were healthy, they're better than the Bengals' defense. And I still think the Bengals' defense wasn't even 100% either. We if, know If they're healthy, that's yeah, a key yeah. element. And TJ Watt is out of the concussion protocol, which obviously yeah, – TJ's going to play. Alex, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we still got a couple days. Um, it It's going to boil down to the same thing in this game as, as the last game. If they can cover up where their weakness is, which is in the middle of the field – then they got a shot. If they can't, they're going to be, they're going to, it's going to be an ugly, ugly day again. Yeah. They don't really have any tight ends to speak of that could really do damage, but they'll probably make Mo Alley Cox look like, you know, the second coming of like a Dallas Clark or something or Brock, somebody. And, um, you know, Pittman, I said, formable uh, receiver, Josh Downs, rookie, good receiver. Um, Downs has been up and down with injuries a little bit. So, uh, last week, though, J- Zach Moss, 13 carries, 28 yards, 2.2 average. That was about the output the Steelers were seeing against the New England Patriots. But Joe Mixon was able to carry 21 times for 79. And uh, I can't remember his uh, first name, but right now it's escaping me. C. Brown. C. Brown. Who's the Brown that played for, that plays for the uh, the ba- the Bongles? The <laughs> Channeling my inner Myron Cope. Oh, why can't I? Um, uh, Chase Brown. So Chase Brown also had some uh, had some said uh, success. Eight for twenty five. It's a three point. It's a three point one. But he did have a long uh, carry at the one point. I think he also had like a longer run. It may have been negated by penalty. But it's uh the uh, it's Jake Browning though. Eighteen to twenty four. They didn't ask him to throw a lot. But what they asked him to do: two hundred seventy five yards, two touchdowns. He had the one interception. It was actually a pretty bad one to be honest. And uh, Chase Brown did his damage. That's what it was. The long play wasn't a run. It was a pass for 54 yards out of the backfield. So there's ways to do damage. And that would uh, that would behoove a Mitchell Trubisky-type game. We saw, we saw Trubisky come in last year around this time. Kenny got hurt. They were going to play the Carolina Panthers. It was all doom and gloom. And all of a sudden, the Steelers came out. They had like that 15, 16, 19 play drive. They had, um, you know, maybe 200 yards rushing. They didn't... Um, they didn't let Mitch throw the ball. It was kind of the game plan that the Browns had against the Steelers with Dorian Thompson Robinson. Don't let the don't let this guy don't beat ourselves protect the football. And I think if that happens, the Steelers do have a chance. They do have a chance as long as they don't come out flat and get punched right in the mouth like they did with 
making Bailey Zappi look like Joe Montana. Yes. Can I now? I have to go back to something you said. What did what did uh, what's the guy's name? Brown. Chase Brown. Chase Brown. And you said he had a what? Fifty-four yard TD reception. And how or, did you describe a that? A what? 50- how did you describe that fifty-four yard TD reception as a, a what? A remember. long one. Yeah. That's what she said. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say that's what the Steelers don't. What do the Steelers know about that? So anyway, yeah, um, that's how they opened to get. That's well, they pretty much that was a long. That was a really long way that. for me to be able to say that's what she said. Yeah, but, um, I was trying. I was see, but I behaved. I didn't interrupt you. Ah, you mid, could have for that. That would have been fine. You know, mid sentence. Anyway, um, look, the Steelers will have a chance in every game, depending on how they manage to to show up. You know, if if you're right. If they're flat, if they take the first half to to get themselves ready to play football, they're probably not going to win. If if they can come out and execute and not make mistakes, let, let's be very very clear on that one. Right? They have zero flexibility there. If they make a mistake, they are not capable of recovering from it right they can't turn the ball over they just can't um they don't have to get turnovers but they they can't they can't turn them over they cannot turn it over they've got to they've got to possess the ball they've got to make good choices and they can't just come in and go three and out they just can't and the Steelers getting the turnovers have been able to capitalize on them well yes it's It's gonna be even harder right now I mean, or a bad play, like a bad punt, like with Cleveland, uh, when that guy just shanked it. And just there's multiple opportunities here to even get in a field goal range to potentially tie or win a game where they haven't been able to do either. And, of course, the one got Matt Canada fired, and now the second one is, like, possibly going to get others fired, uh, so it seems. They, over the next four weeks, if uh, you know, as we as we talked about in last show, if they can win in the next four games, then they 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 have a legitimate shot. Tom's not going to get, Tom may not get fired regardless, right? Um, I you know, I I told you I don't think they'll fire him, but they they you never know. There's a chance uh, because it was so bad. But be that as it may, if they win the last four games, they think the narrative changes, right? But here's the thing: in order to win these games, they have to play completely mistake-free football. And when you look at this team and you look at the entire season and you look at every single game, is there any shining single game example that makes you think they're capable of playing 16 quarters of mistake-free football? <laughs> yeah, and that's what come, That's what ultimately has been coming back on the coaching. It kind of reminds me of a few years ago where, <clears throat> excuse me, there was a... A lot of house cleaning with some guys. I mean, you had Joey Porter uh, Sr. was one of those casualties. Mm -hmm. I think Carnell Lake at one point may have been one of those casualties. I'm trying to think who else on the offensive side of the ball, Uh, but they ended up with a new tight ends coach, Alfredo Fajardo, um, who's been doing a good – I think he's done a good job. Since Daryl Drake has passed away, the wide receiver room has been, I mean, there's talent there, but there's it's been iffy, and I don't know how much of that falls on the coordinators. I don't want to just dump right on Matt Canada, too. It's been back-to-back. You know, they hired Randy Fickner, Ben's buddy, and then yeah. they didn't hire a quarterback's coach, and then they wonder why, you know, the quarterbacks, you know, like Mason Rudolph or Duck Hodges or whatever had some struggles along with the wide receiver room eventually 
uh, not able to replenish or replace some guys like Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant, etc. I think they, I think there's talent out there, but it's just a matter of what do these guys do when there's extended plays? What do they do when they run? I, the, the playbook sucks. We all know that. It's what they're stuck with. I know there's people out here that have like this train of thought. Should the team, um, should they tank? We already talked about this uh, on They're the show earlier. Even if they did, they barely get in the top 10. It's not going to get them in any position to get what you think they might want to do. Like Here's how they get what you think that they what yeah. you want. Here's how they do that. They do mock draft insanity. That's how they do that. It's the only way you ever get the Steelers to draft uh, everybody in the world that you want them to draft is you have to do the stupid crap I do in mock draft insanity. Yeah, and the stupid crap that you do actually rewards you. It would not reward the Steelers. They would Got be it. without. Just look at what the Carolina Panthers did to go get Bryce Young, and then that improved their fortunes. That's and crazy. he still fired a coach again. Um, and you know, there's the there's like the whole thing too. Like they hired Matt Rule, gave him a bunch of money. I remember Matt Rule was going to be the next best thing since sliced bread. Eric, who used to be here with us at Steel City Underground, and you know, I love Eric. Eric Smart, uh, great kid. Um, now no longer a kid, more an adult, married, grown up pants, grown up job, everything else like that. But once upon a time, he was very excited about Matt Rule. I said that's not going to work out, and I was just the crazy guy for saying that. And lo and behold, how many coaches later are they on now? <laughs> like they're just state. It's it's wild. Uh, so it's always a careful what you wish. It's the same thing with the quarterback situation. You have Kenny, who wasn't really lighting up the scoreboard with touchdowns, but he was th- turning the ball over, and he wasn't really being asked to do a whole lot with pushing the ball downfield or putting it at risk uh, yep. with Matt Canada's system, which obviously doesn't produce points nor touchdowns um, or yards or anything of that matter. But completions, first, first downs, down. second downs, third downs. It, it's it's difficult because you had this little stretch where the Steelers were, you know, averaging five games before this last one where they were getting 165 and a half per game on the ground. They had a game with over 400 yards of offense for the first time since 2018. It felt like things were going to turn around and Kenny gets hurt. We have seen how many quarters of football from Mitch Trubisky, at least six consecutive, and then some earlier in the season against Jacksonville Jaguars, which was also a loss where they just couldn't move the football and it felt like this team could have maybe done more and you know the defense isn't going to hold all the time you're playing other professionals so there's some give and take i can't expect them to make a stop all the time but um what exactly that has to happen to continue riding with mitch trubisky because we got to assume that kenny pickett's probably out at least one more game after this too it can go a full game if trubisky has another bad half of football or a bad set of series like the, that's been happening or does Tomlin See, finally you know, pull the plug right here. There's these two noggins. There's sometimes we're too simpatico. This is creeping me out. It's scary. So I, you're sitting there talking about what's going to happen. And I'm sitting here thinking, how many series does he get? Right. What if he goes three and out three straight series is, is Mitch coming back for series four or does Mason come in? Right. It, you know, what happens if that's the case? What happens if he throws another ridiculously bad interception? You know, l- l- there's there's you a couple win. things you can probably. What do they say? God and taxes. God and taxes, and Mitch Trubisky is going to throw a bad pick. <laughs> well, and by the way, your room there. I was going to call you the equipment manager from now on because you've got helmets and plastic. You've got like wrap and boxes, cases, like. This stuff Wait, piled spe- up. Speaking of which, yeah, this is now the, that's a segue. That's a perfect yes, segue yes. for this. Okay. So I actually tweeted this out. Okay. I have this. 
right? Yeah. Well, show us a little more. If you don't know the number, you're disqualified. Yeah, but there's a little smudge on there, too. Well, yeah, it's got got his name. He signed it, right? So who is it? If you don't know who it is, you're disqualified. You can't have it. I'm going (laughs) to give this to somebody. Christmas, I don't know who yet. Christmas giveaway. Just start harassing me on Twitter or the X or whatever it's called. And that... the person who makes me decide that they should get it is the one I'm giving it to. That's it. I'm just going to give it to someone. I don't care. Ooh. I don't care who it is. Prove yourself. No we are at such a lowly point as Steelers fans. You have to prove just how much of a diehard you are to this man, Mr. Briny Roach. Convince me why Fun. I should give you a, a Joe Green autographed jersey. There you go. Convince- and I will. If you convince me, I'll give it to you. And it can't just be, I would like it, please, because I would like it. <laughs> yeah, we got to hope there aren't some jokesters out there, too. Like, don't don't try and scam us and be like, you know, my, my dad's a pirate and he has a peg leg. Can you give it to me for my sick pirate dad? No, we if want... your dad is a pirate and has a peg leg, I want a picture. Prove and it. if he is a pirate and has a peg leg and he has a parrot <laughs> on his shoulder, I might give this to you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh it, brian's gonna give you the booty <laughs> i don't give nobody the booty man that's out I, nobody gets the booty the booty is no nobody nobody well, touches no. the booty <laughs> that was a that was a decent break but we still didn't get to the main point of you know mike tomlin said some things about in helmet preparation and things of that nature like just how much in helmet preparation i know mitch trubisky was a starter last year but just how much has changed Mason Rudolph has been around for how long? The guy's been put in cold. I hear people talking about, well, he could beat the Lions. Yeah, on a rainy day where two other guys fumble in overtime, he missed one. We made such a big deal about missing Ray Ray McLeod on one pass. Could we maybe go back and capture that moment, go back to that moment? Like they scored on that first drive. I think they actually put up like almost 30 points or so. What year was that, Brian? That was um, that was co- almost COVID. That was 2021. Ben's last year, was it not? Yeah, maybe. Uh, hold on. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it just so I can um, reminisce about like the kind of stats. And he even ran the football in this game. Okay, yeah, it was at OT November 14th. Oh, it was 16 apiece. It was a low I was scoring say, affair. I, I think you got the rose-colored glasses on. When you're like 30 points, I'm like, 30 points? I think they were lucky to get 16. Uh, it's not rose-colored glasses. In 2020, if you remember, Mason threw for over 300. I think he had two touchdowns, uh, a touchdown and an interception, or two touchdowns and an interception with some backups. Uh, that was on a week, a week full of preparation. He came in basically in 2019 without that same preparation that was the season plagued with like uh 40 some players taking a snap on offense including including Tyson Alualu as a fullback uh, yeah. if you remember that uh the likes of and I mentioned this before Deion Kane and, and Tevin Jones and Johnny Holton and uh Dean Kane didn't Dean Kane play when he's yeah, Superman? No, not 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 that not that guy Dion oh. Kane Dion Kane Oh Dion Dion Kane okay, and White Benny, and Kane. Benny Snell and like five different guys playing left guard happened years uh, a couple of years ago too it was there's been a lot of a lot of turmoil with Steelers teams and injuries I mean I know most teams deal with injuries but it just seems like they they can't catch a break at certain points and ever have like their full squad at any time. And when they finally do, then it's like, oh, well, they look like a genius. You know what I mean? Oh, James Washington was another guy that was part of that, part of this group too. But uh, let me see. In that game, Mason went 30-50. They asked him to throw the ball 50 times. He had a TD and a pick. 
242 yards, ran the ball 36 times. Najee actually went over 100 in that game, too. And if you remember, there were the two fumbles in overtime, Pat Fryermuth and uh, Deontay Johnson, that ultimately cost them this game. And I, I don't see any reason why. Like, it seems like you could put this guy in cold. Isn't that the reason you brought him in, brought him back? Because there's been some talk about, like, well, Tomlin doesn't want to play him because it would make Tom, it's always, Tom, it would make Tomlin look stupid. You think Tomlin cares about looking stupid to anybody? Obviously not. He keeps Mitch Trubisky in the game. So, and there may be a reason for that. Maybe, maybe we're thinking like, oh, maybe the next guy could do it. Definitely not Trace McSorley, folks. I don't think you're not going to see, you're not going to see that. That could be very disastrous. Um, but aside if from it, that. If we get there, things have gone very wrong. But it is because Mason's able or has shown the prowess of being able to just jump in to a game and, and move the football. Okay, at least at least not hurt his team. I know people might not see it as dynamic. He wasn't Ben Roethlisberger, but it sure looked a hell of a lot better than what we've been getting all year. I'd say give him a shot. We saw it in a preseason too, hitting a dime, hitting long passes. He's got a strong enough arm uh, if he makes the right decisions. Now, he hasn't thrown a football in like almost close to two seasons. You go through this one, he hasn't. Got, you you got to go back to 2021 when he played. Um, when he last played this probably this game. If I had, if I looking at this correctly hold on let me look at this it might have been the last time he actually had some action so it's been two years since he's been in a real game now he played against kansas city but that's because they were getting blown the hell out five of eight 35 yards nothing spectacular because end of game right that was the game that was at kansas city uh right after christmas on the 26th but uh, would it make tomlin look stupid if mason went out, out there and like lit things up I don't think he, I don't think that matters. I think Tomlin, the, what would be the chances of him doing this? Well, a lot of people bring up that Mason got benched. Let's remember what caused Mason in 2019 without a quarterback's coach, Randy Fickner is his offensive coordinator without uh, a training camp or anything else. He was the backup, just got the backup job, just beat out Josh Dobbs ends up getting traded and then Ben gets hurt. Right. And then they bring back duck Hodges, elevate duck Hodges, practice squad, et cetera. So, Hodges ends up the three. Hodges comes in because Earl Thomas knocks Rudolph the F out. We thought he was dead. We thought he was dead. We were there and they had his face mask taken off and, you know, looked like something out of like the, one of those old timey films with football players. He comes back from that concussion uh, protocol was playing a little more conservative, but still, I think they won two or three of those games. They had three in a row at home. And it, you look at that. Uh, by the way, you go back to like 2019 and you look at that little stretch. Okay. Uh, they played against the dolphins. They put up 27 points. They played against the Colts, put up 26 points. And then the Rams was only 17 points, but what would you give to be able to get that kind of production back again? 27 point, 27 points, Mason Rudolph, 20 of 36, 251, two TDs and a pick only took two sacks. That seems like a lifetime ago of getting that kind of quarterback production in this offense. This, this rate, we're lucky we get 27 points in three games. I know, right? <laughs> so, I mean, that's just kind of my point. He got benched after the Miles Garrett incident, which was a four-pick performance on a short week playing at Cleveland. That was Deontay Johnson bleeding out of his ear. I think it was Juju and James Conner and or both trying to make it a go and not being able to finish that game, uh, not 100% healthy, and those were the weapons that you had. Uh, they go back and play at Cincinnati. I remember being at this one. It was freaking cold, 
and nothing went on that whole first half. Seemed very timid, seemed in his own head. This is like somebody that's pulling a pitcher or pulling a goalie, somebody that's just in like their own feels and and the mental aspect of the game. He puts Duck Hodges in, who finds James Washington, who breaks one tackle on the man-to-man coverage, goes maybe 70 yards for a TD, right? And that was about it. They left Duck in as the hot hand. He beats the Browns. He beats the Cardinals. They still only put up 16, 20, and 23 the last three games with Duck before uh, Mason comes in in the middle of this against the Jets. They were still in the playoff, hunting for the playoffs. But if you remember, Duck, he ended up um, turning the ball over. How many times was it? Six times, I believe, in the last three games. And Mason ends up coming in in the Jets game, throws a dime down the field. I forgot who called it, who caught it, and it broke his collarbone. Like, it's just like you couldn't get lucky. And that was the way this guy's season kind of ended, and that's the way his career went as Ben's backup. So I guess that's the biggest – that's probably the biggest attribute here because we say it all starts with the quarterback position in the National Football League. There aren't enough quality quarterbacks to go around. I, I've lost all faith in Mitch Trubisky. You've never heard me really say anything bad about any players. I even had a little bit of faith in him maybe doing something different. This is your last chance. He said he was going to be more aggressive. And we saw what that looked like. And we've seen what that's looked like over the course of two seasons now. It may be time for a change mid-season or mid-game or whatever, but this is one that the Steelers can't afford to lose. They have to get this for a conference win. This is another team that's going to be in the tiebreaker scenario for the one of these wild card spots. They absolutely cannot drop this game. They probably have to win three of the last four to have an absolute shot as well. And it starts with this game in Indianapolis. Absolutely. Uh, 100%. They can't. This is a must-win game. So if we see the same offensive output in the first half of this game that we've been seeing, um, you know, I, I, I just don't know that Mitch can be in, in the second half. Right. I don't think, I don't think he's on a short lease per, per se. Right. Um, as they say, lurch or leash, what the hell word did I just use? Anyway, I don't, know. I don't Le- think he's Le- on a short Le- leash, leech, leech. Yeah. uh, but I do think that as uh, to, to quote a Tomlinism, you know, his productivity will determine, uh, you know, his playing time. Uh, if, if the offense feels like it is gelling and moving and being productive, then I think he probably will stick with Mitch. If it's not, if it's just not, then I, I, there's a good chance that Mason plays and then we will know, (laughs) you know, everybody, as I said, will be now on quarterback three and we'll know whether that was a, there was a reason that he's not playing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it could possibly hurt. I mean, I think they well, feel that hurt. Let's be real. I don't feel he ever got a real fair shake because of all that up and down, and then he got like a spot start uh, with no prep and anything. I know you're waving that off, but what if he actually did well for a game or two? And do you stick with a hot hand there? Or you go back to Pickett, and what happens if Pickett's not? You know, he's rushing back too soon. Hot hand, this and that. A lot of what, what ifs and whatnot. Let's go to the injury report real quick because we know that Pickett is ruled out for this game yes, uh, for sure. You had a bunch of guys return back to practice, whether it was full or limited, including Najee Harris, Demonte Casey, James Pierre, all full. Landon Roberts and Alex Highsmith limited. Isaac Suomalo 
Second straight day with his shoulder, a DMP. You got to hope maybe he could gut it out and play because they need all hands on deck on that offensive line, regardless who's at sure the quarterback do. position. TJ, of course, returned uh, limited in both days so far. Keanu Benton, full participation for Cam Hayward. Deontay Johnson. Starting nose tackle. And then Deontay Johnson shows up as a DMP with a knee injury uh, after after no designation Dude. on the first day. Can I, I just... I, I I don't I don't know I'm I'm the buy and sell for me on Deontay is starting to drift heavily into the sell area. Oh, it will. <laughs> I think they save about ten million next year. They have an out with the way that contract was structured. We had even said that uh, we know Chooks is probably a goner for sure, and I think between both yeah. of them is eighteen to twenty million saved on the cap. Did you see what the Steelers and Omar Khan did with twenty million dollars this year? They revamped the whole inside linebacker room. A lot of good it's doing right now, but it looked fine and it was working for a while. So they could certainly do more. On the um, <clears throat> on the Colts side of things, obviously Jonathan Taylor is the big one. Uh, Jalen Jones, Julius Brandt's full participation again. Will Mallory, EJ Speed, uh, Zaire Franklin, and then in uh, limited DeForest Buckner. I think it's a big one on here, and then Braden Smith an offensive tackle. So um, <clears throat> uh, other than that, your head-to-head matchups. Colts are two and four at home. Steelers are three and two away. Colts are eighth. Uh, offensively scoring points, 29th in giving up points. Flip that chart for the Steelers. They're 27th offensively and 7th defensively. Uh, the Colts are about middle of the pack, 14th in giveaway takeaway. They're plus one on the season. The Steelers are plus 10 with their differential. And then you have the um, offense and defense. Passing and rushing, the Steelers are 28th passing and 15th running the football where the Colts are 17 and 16 are about even with both defensively. The Steelers are 21st in pass yards given uh, this has to be tied because they're exactly the same 226 per game uh, defensively against the pass 226 yards per game. They have the Colts ranked at 17th. So it just shows you a bunch of teams are in that same category. Uh, Steelers give up 117 rushing yards per game. That's 21st to 131 26th overall. For the Colts, so they're nearing the bottom. Uh, however, you want to look at it defensively on both sides. Steelers give up a lot of yards, but force turnovers, whereas the Colts don't. Looks like the Colts could get involved in shootouts, but they could definitely be scored on as well. And that's where the Steelers need to take their shots. NFL Network, four thirty Sunday. Go back and watch the show earlier in the week if there's anything you think we didn't cover that we're not talking here because we have nothing else left to talk about. We probably talked about this game too. So. Brian, thanks for joining me, my buddy, my buddy and good friend. Absolutely, always happy to happy to jump on and give 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 away stuff, give away give away stuff, give away tickets, make people happy or um, sad, depending on that, that poor guy that went to that Patriots game. Yeah, I feel bad for him. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he at least uh, got the witness renegade and they played journey. I thought that was all in the bag. I was like, Oh, they're going to score. They only need like these 20 yards. They finally played journey. Journey has been like the comeback song. that has been played the last two years. Only works for Kenny Pickett. I think so. I don't know. I, I'm a, I, I don't believe in the journey song. I've stopped I, believing. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you still think they can make the playoffs? Honestly? No, I don't. Um, realistically like technically can they yes technically they can i i am not convinced like i'm i'm just i'm i'm from missouri right now you got to show me they have shown me what they've shown me the last two weeks which 
And to be somewhat honest, they've shown me what they've shown me all year long, which is that they're not a very good team. <laughs> and I don't think they can they can consistently win enough games to make the playoffs at this point. I think that there's a better than 90% chance that Mike Tomlin gets his first losing season. I think that it, if that's the case, as I've said in the press show, I, there's at least a chance that Art Rooney moves on from Mike Tomlin at the end of the year. Um, but would I count any of that as guaranteed? No. Can they make the playoffs? Yes, they can make the playoffs. What do they got to do? Minimally win three out of four, right? Which, which, okay, Colts, Bengals, both should be very winnable games for them when they are healthy and when you don't have Mitch Trubisky as your starting quarterback. Seahawks should too. be. Seahawks huh? too, to be completely honest. I know they got DK Metcalf, but their their run game is terrible, and well, uh, the Gino's quarterback position spot. It'll be it'll be a, they have a better shot. Yeah, right. Yeah, obviously. Um, if if Geno's back, I don't know. But then if, the Ravens game is going to be tough. Ravens game could be tough. What if the Ravens have nothing to play for? What if they get this in the bag? They end up beating Miami. Miami just dropped that game. Um, you know, there there there's a lot there. Maybe they don't play some of their guys, and it's one of those situations where. Yeah, let the other yeah, team don't. in from your division, like the Steelers did with the with the Browns, and then it bit them in the ass. You know what, what I mean? What happened the last time when you know? I don't want to play any any teams that don't have anything to play for, because then we something's not good about that. Yeah, that's always something something funky, but you never know. They wouldn't really have a reason to rest players and give them two and, weeks you know, off I, if they have the bye. But if it's I can all see so them not to... risking Lamar, right? Okay, let's put it. I in can another... see them not risking Lamar if they're in, mm -hmm. um, but. They're not going to if, – if it comes down to that, Steelers have to win that game against Baltimore in Baltimore to get in the playoffs, they're never going to lay down and be like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, no, I'm not going to say they're going to lay down, but it may actually help that if they don't have some of their starters playing. It would really help if Miami somehow gets this first round bye and then Baltimore is ahead because Kansas City slip in and, you know, the other – the AFC South division winner is not going to be – uh, in in earshot of this, unless there's a monumental collapse by the Ravens with their record, so they very well could have the two sewed up, and then they're gonna play the very next week if they're the two and not the one. They're gonna want to rest some players, and so that's yeah. the only thing I look at. I look to the Steelers have lost two in a row. Will they realistically drop six in a row? That's unprecedented, even for Mike Tomlin just pulling bums off the street that to, to, to suit up. I mean, I just. There's a part of me that's like, okay, we've seen this before. In each of the last few seasons, they've won like three of their, at least three of their last four games. I think they ripped off all four last year in a row to piss everyone off and go nine and eight and tell everybody that he has 500 record. Yeah. And he'd actually be better off with this. The reason we're saying three of the next four, because that gets them to 10. 10 is the magic number. 10 and they're in, definitely, I think. Nine and it'll be like last year. They're going to be the odd man out more than likely with the tiebreakers, depending on who they lose to. Who they lose to yeah three of these the are afc games three of those games are division games right well two so, three your well, conference two or division now can well, you imagine your conference right imagine this brian imagine they go five and one in the afc north and that only loss is the one that they could have won against the cleveland browns that would really be a bad taste especially like if they win just two of these games the bengals and the ravens game and then don't make the postseason being five and one in the afc north that would be that would be bonkers dude well, what I, yeah, so what I was getting at, the three, they the, they really can't lose because of tiebreakers and whatnot. They can't lose the Colts game. They can't lose the Bengals game. They can't lose the Ravens game. If they lose the Seattle game, 
that's the one that you can lose because it's out of conference. It's the one that's going to count the least. But then there's the like opponent thing, right? So, you know, there's all, all those crazy tiebreaker rules. you got to win three minimally. And I'm not sure you're guaranteed to get in even if you win three because it still depends on everybody else. You win four, you're in. Yep, absolutely. Well, that'll do it for us, folks. Um, this isn't a false start this time. Like, comment, subscribe. Don't worry. We checked with the referees. We're all behind the ball, the line of scrimmage. <laughs> I love how everyone's complaining about that with Kansas City. Remember, I texted you as it happened. When do you see this? And um, that was pretty. Um, that was pretty something else. Like Travis Kelsey with the backwards pass and all the razzmatazz, but uh, or the razzle dazzle. The razzmatazz came after toward the referees. Why would referees? The referees' job isn't to tell you to follow the rules. The referees rule the referees are to penalize you for not following the rules for cheating. And everybody wants to just like, let this slide. I'm like, is this like just a, um, is, is this symbolic of society right now? Oh, we should have just let that go. Oh, they always let that go. Of course they missed it. And then somebody else was fighting with me about the head Bob thing with long snapper Christian Kuntz. And I watched the Browns long snapper do the same thing, draw an offside penalty. And I believe got a first down or at least fourth to one. They br brought him back out there and went for it or something like that. But still I watched him do that. And they said, well, he looked up, but he didn't like turn it. I'm like, how many times did the dude punt during the game? You realize they're now trying the to say he was also moving the ball. Yeah. Anything to justify it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's not it's the old, crap call. It's not the That's... pick on the Browns. That just happened to be the game. I saw it and saw the other team get penalized. And then um, I also saw that strange delay a game thing happen in one of the games. Uh, was it the Cowboys and the Eagles? Game, maybe I, I, I don't know. I it might have been, but I saw the same thing where they called it on the defense. The defense was pointing out, and the tackle or whatever moved the left tackle, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, we saw that. I was just like, okay. I think it was the Miami game, actually. It could have been. It could have been. Yeah. It, I just I envisioned the Miami coach doing this. <laughs> he always looks like that, though. Maybe. Best thing, if you could find it, folks, they went to Germany. The Miami Dolphins did for one of these international games. And one of the guys in the press pool, a uh, German guy, he's talking X's and O's. He's talking about changes in formation, changes in like, you know, personnel groupings. And he's calling them out like, you know, like, you know, uh, 12 personnel or something like that. And 11 personnel. And, and Mike, Mike Daniels just like staring at him in awe. And he was like, okay, now you're just showing off. <laughs> like he told him he was impressed with him. If you can find that clip, look for it. It is priceless. That'll do it for us, folks. My name's Joe. His name's Brian. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, leave a rating and review wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you for supporting the Steel City Underground podcast. Saturday, 4.30, Lucas Oil Stadium, Indianapolis. Road game for the Pittsburgh Steelers facing the Indianapolis Colts. Here we go. This one's going to tell us what else we need to know for the remainder of the season and hopefully have well something to talk about that's positive when we swing back to you earlier next week. Until next time, we encourage everyone out there to be safe, be good, and we'll catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website www.steelcityunderground.com 